Hello, welcome to Marketing Dive with Shakira. Here we talk about everything interesting in marketing, analyzing trends, and business case studies. In today's business world, influencer and endorsement marketing have become powerful tools for businesses to reach their target audience and therefore build their brand. From social media influencers to celebrity endorsements, these strategies have transformed the way products and services are being marketed and sold. Now, although various types of endorsement marketing have existed long before the digital age, digital marketing and advertising have made them far more accessible in different forms and at varying scale. The influencer market grew from 1.7 billion US dollars in 2016 to a whopping 16.4 billion US dollars industry as of 2022. That's why on today's episode of the Marketing Dive, we'll be examining influencer marketing and brand endorsement. And one of the most successful brands that has leveraged multiple forms of influencer and endorsement marketing is Nike. Stay tuned to learn about how Nike and how other smaller brands achieved success leveraging influencer marketing. While many businesses seek various ways to solidify their online presence, well, they can only reach so many people on their own. Thanks to influencer marketing, businesses can now partner with influencers who have built a solid following over time to reach millions of people across multiple social media channels at once. Now, let's get this straight. When most people talk about influencer type marketing, uh, know that a lot of people just became aware of influencer marketing, but that doesn't mean it hasn't been existing. Therefore, they often refer to partnering with top content creators on social media platforms to create content promoting their products or services. However, for me, I like to think about influencer marketing as a marketing strategy that goes as far back as celebrity endorsements. Back when celebrity endorsement was introduced as a form of marketing strategy, a lot of brands, especially sport goods, rode on the popularity and general public acceptance of celebrities to push their products. It worked. This typically involved making a celebrity the face of a product like an ambassador or a product line, or casting them in an advertisement and having them make guest appearances at brand events. While this is also an effective strategy, consumers could receive the brand messages but could not interact with the celebrities on a personal level. Hence, brand ambassadorship kind of lacked the personal touch. With a rise in social media use and content creators, the online world has seen more personal and organic community building by individuals who create relatable content across various niches. Trust me, there is an influencer in every single niche you can imagine. In fact, not an influencer, several influencers. While these creators may not technically be celebrities, they have a relative influence on their followers and can improve their perception of a particular product or service. These creators are able to amass a considerable number of followers who love their content and therefore trust their judgment. Because content creators and influencers are closer to their audience, they typically have this rapport. It's almost like the followers know them than the average celebrity who typically takes an aloof approach. Of course, get this, there are times in recent times when someone that is a celebrity has also become a very relatable 
social media influencer. These social media influencers are followers that can interact with their content on a personal level. And it's not a one-way communication like the traditional celebrity endorsements. These days, influencer marketing is a major strategy in the arsenal of most marketers. And you can already see why. And has almost replaced most other traditional forms of marketing, especially for startups, e-commerce, and niche products. With over 93% of marketers claiming to have used this strategy at least once in their marketing campaign. So what's the big deal with influencer marketing? It is quite a big deal, actually. According to Influencer Marketing Hub, influencer-generated content often performs better than branded posts. Most of us know this. With 61% of consumers admitting to trusting influencer recommendations over branded content. Well, I mean, we've been there, done that. You want to buy a piece of furniture, you want to buy a new gadget, you want... You want to make a decision even regarding the service. You're pouring over thousands, hundreds of reviews of YouTube videos of other people that have come down that path. Or you want to see an influencer that has done some sort of unboxing or some sort of candid video about their experience, about something. Or you even have a problem you don't even know the solution to and you're looking for ways other people have solved them. In that scenario, when there's a brand that's partnered with that influencer, you are likely to use that brand to solve your problem. In essence, if one of the goals of using social media for your brand is to win your target audience's trust enough to convert them from viewers, interested people to actual paying customers, you can do that twice as fast by simply collaborating with influencers. Not only will these influencers introduce your product to a higher number of people, but they're also more likely to create the type of content that connects with their audience in a way that drives action. In a way that most branded content that is devoid of influencer or ambassadorships cannot. While many brands have achieved success using influencer marketing, one of the brands that stand out for me is really Nike. And I feel like it's not even really doing justice to just calling what Nike has done as just what it's modern day influencer marketing. They are like OG of influencer marketing. Nike is one of the most recognized sports brands that has achieved its level of success by investing heavily in endorsement and influencer marketing. Before influencer marketing even became a thing, Nike was already experiencing huge success through celebrity endorsements. As far back as the 1970s, Nike realized that the preferences of top athletes could affect the taste and preferences of other consumers. You see, people were really elevate these uh, top athletes. It's just still the case because we all have like one sport artist, most of us at least, that we like, that we almost adore. So the opinion or the preferences of those people kind of have whether a conscious or even sometimes unconscious bias, like creates some sort of bias in us. So if they could get endorsements from these top athletes, listing Nike shoes as their most preferred gear during sports, other consumers could be compelled to make a purchase. Why not? My favorite athlete wears this brand. 
perhaps I'll be like him or her when I wear the same brand. This thought process led to the signing of the first brand ambassador, Steve Prefontaine, who was a notable American track and field athlete in 1976. This was one of the first instances of celebrity endorsement at that time, and Nike recorded some real profit with this partnership. However, Nike's first major success with influencer marketing only came through signing of Michael Jordan, a basketball superstar in 1985. This partnership involved creating a product line of shoes with the image of Michael Jordan on them, the Air Jordan. A lot of people have and if you have the Air Jordan, you, you know the kind of um, endowment effects that it creates in people. Although this deal cost Nike quite a lot of money in the early stage, it's paid off handsomely as the Air Jordan line made Nike more than 100 million USD in its first year alone. This partnership, this very well, is one of the biggest case studies of influencer marketing, in my opinion. So, let's look at why this partnership was a success. Nike approached endorsement or what we now overall look at influencer type of marketing with Michael Jordan a bit differently from what other brands were doing at that time. Instead of just having him do a few commercials, attend events, just be a brand ambassador, Nike went a step further than that. Nike decided to involve Michael Jordan and his brand image in the product creation process. They created a line of products to promote his partnership and sealed it with Jordan's signature basketball pose on each product. As of that time, and even like till now, that was a genius marketing move. What way to give Jordan a sense of ownership and by extension, Jordan's fans and followers and everybody who believed in him as an athlete, than to actually co-create and co-own a line of product with him. Although I digress, but sometimes what is missing in influencer marketing today is that ownership. Okay, back to Michael Jordan and Nike. This marketing strategy worked in winning over fans of Jordan to Nike products. The Air Jordan line was successful for a number of reasons. And let's examine them. First, it served as a way for fans to connect with their favorite celebrity athletes on a personal level. Oh, I'm wearing something that has the personal signature of Jordan. Only a pair of Air Jordans was as good as saying, I'm a fan of Jordan and this is my proof. It was a physical evidence. Secondly, fans could support their favorite athlete while rocking a pair of awesome shoes. So they had this connection as if they were contributing somewhat to his career. While the success of this product line spread further to non-basketball lovers, it was initially driven by fans of basketball and more specifically fans of Jordan and great shoes. To date, the Air Jordans are still some of the highest purchased Nike products. Some of the other notable Nike partnerships with basketball athletes include the one with LeBron James, with a lifetime deal valued at one billion US dollars, and that of Kobe Bryant. Suffice it to say, Nike, again, as I said earlier, is the OG of influencer marketing. As Nike grew bigger, 
they decided to grow their brand from just a basketball-focused sportswear brand to an all-round sportswear brand. I mean, if we can do it with basketball, and if fans and followers of basketball loved the product we created, why can't we replicate these to other sports? Right, sounds like a plan. This involved taking their partnerships and endorsements into the other types of sports like football, soccer, tennis, swimming, and even golf. This expansion naturally resulted in an expansion of their product lines also, as they had to create products that catered specifically to all these different sports, similar to what they created with Jordan. Although their primary products remained shoes, they also started making wristwatches, swimwear, sporting gear, but they largely kind of still remained within the sporting environment. When Nike decided to get a celebrity endorsement from a golf player, they chose to sign a partnership with one of the most prominent golf players at that time, Tiger Woods. This contract alone raised Nike's golf division value to 523 million US dollars. I mean, Nike was here years ago, decades ago, like winning accolades and making strides with influencer marketing. So it's undeniable that Nike's biggest marketing strategy is celebrity endorsement. However, that's not all they've done in terms of endorsement marketing. They have also recorded success from using non-celebrity influencers to push their products to specific audiences. A good example of this strategy would be the launch of their Air Vapor Max series in 2017. For this product, Nike partnered with one of the popular YouTube channels, What's Inside. I don't know if you've ever seen any episodes of videos, vlogs from What's Inside. They partnered with What's Inside to create seven videos showcasing the makeup of the Nike Air Vapor Max shoes and how consumers can integrate them into their daily lives and activities. These campaigns videos were viewed about approximately 4 million times, and this helped generate the much-needed publicity, awareness, buzz, conversation, and engagement around this new product line. So, while influencer marketing, endorsement marketing did it for Nike, it wasn't a standalone. Nike actually created different strategies to ensure the success of these their endorsement and co-created brand type of strategy. As Nike expanded its marketing tentacles to other parts of the world, decided to make its marketing message more relatable to everyday users while maintaining its influencer marketing strategy. It was almost like a surround approach to ensure the sustainability of its influencer marketing and to ensure continuous relatability. In 1988, they launched the Just Do It campaign that produced different forms of inspiring content for athletes to pursue their dreams. It became aspirational. This campaign also showed different top athletes wearing Nike's product, positioning the brand as a symbol of consistency, determination, hope, and success. Nike associated itself with the with a positive outcome of effort of showing up, of consistency. By signing many more athletes across different sports and sponsoring various athletic events to suit each demographic group they targeted, 
the Nike brand solidified in the minds of the consumers as the go-to product for a successful athletic career. With this, they won the hearts of many. Yes, an argument can be made to say when it comes to celebrity endorsement, that Nike, yeah, they have the money, they have the resources to pull this off very nicely. What happens to brands that want to still leverage like endorsement or influencer type advantage, but do not have the budget of Nike? Brands that are not as big as Nike and other top names and therefore can't afford celebrity endorsements have still been able to achieve similar success by working with social media influencers like Nike did with their Vapormax series launch. Get this, this can even be done at a smaller scale. People have successfully used multiple micro-influencers to generate awareness and conversation around a new product or service. In fact, these days, most brands are opting for this form of influencer marketing over large-scale celebrity endorsement or even larger social media influencers or even influencers that have larger bearing. One of the reasons for this is that the success of a campaign or partnership can be tracked by viewing statistics generated by the creator's channel, like on YouTube, for instance, while running the campaign. Also, because these micro-influencers tend to be closer to their audiences, tend to have more like deeper reach in their topic or niche, it's a more effective method for smaller brands to create that connection with their brand within that community. To achieve success in social media influencing or social influencing generally, the key is choosing the right influencers for your campaign. This cannot be overemphasized. You know, there are some times where in the past that people, smaller brands have in a bid to, oh, this person has my target audience as following without really having the kind of conversations about what type of agreement are we having? What type of ownership is this influencer going to have? Are they going to just advertise my product and leave it at that? Or are they going to take some sort of ownership that makes it more believable by their audience? I've also noticed that influencer marketing works best when brands give these influencers creative freedom and trust them to create content they think their followers will engage with the most. Also, caveat, this must be done with some level of governance. Like, give the influencers some guardrails, but allow them some creativity within those guardrails. So, for like newer or younger brands or smaller brands, one of the most asked questions when venturing into influencer marketing and even for marketers that are exploring influencer marketing for their brands afresh is does follower count matters i mean the follower count on all platforms or on your choice platform or an aggregate of the follower count doesn't matter at all based on my experience and based on many surveys on the results from influencer marketing that I've read and I've seen I've discussed with people uh veterans in the world of influencer marketing It appears that while a large following can result in more exposure, it doesn't necessarily always convert to paying customers. Which is why, as I said earlier, a lot of brands are now opting for micro-influencers, like launching a large campaign simultaneously with uh, several micro-influencers. One of the brands that does that today is Shin, an online, uh, almost like dropshipping, clothing and fashion store 
maybe in a separate episode i'll talk about the business model of shen but today let's focus on influencer marketing okay so with regards to micro influencers a lot of brands have recorded like tremendous growth with micro influencers some with as low as 5000 followers or less depends on the deepness and connectivity between the influencer and their community and the value of that community to your brand or to your product it also again depends on the goal of the campaign is your campaign a goal like general brand visibility or really to convert like the first the early adopters of a particular product in that case you're looking for someone with a deeper reach versus a wider reach these factors come into play when deciding the influencers to work with as i said earlier the best influencers to choose are those with similar brand values who have also built a following of people with these values that way it's easier to convince the community to buy from your brand to make a connection with your brand and to subsequently be like advocate of your brand also you can work with a mix of micro macro and large influencers while you have a, an overall universal campaign goal you might have micro like goals for each category of influencer what part of your overall goal are they achieving what do you want to achieve with this micro influencer what do you want to achieve with a larger influencer it all ties back to why are you doing influencer marketing of course for uh, many people that have used leverage influencer marketing in the past they know that it's not without its own challenges while the success and growth of influencer marketing brings so much joy to online marketers around the globe one question the the lingers in is how long is this marketing strategy or marketing tactics supposed to last considering that many influencers don't actually use the products or services they recommend this is where there is a difference between just an online influencer and someone you have an agreement of like endorsement or ambassadorship with a brand ambassador is not just an influencer for your brand but is someone who embodies your brand who's not going to jump tomorrow into a competition product who they see and say hey when i see this person i remember this brand for a lot of micro influencers because of the financial gains and some other factors they typically do not take this challenge except a big brand is coming to them to offer them ambassadorship most of them rather go for short term influencer agreements like they create content for you they use it they showcase it in a lifestyle fashion they give their audience the possibility of usage they give their opinion and that's it now again depends on the kind of brand that you have you have to make a decision what type of influencer do i want long after i am done with my agreement with this person would their acts online and offline influence the perception of my brand whether positively or negatively these are things that you need to think of and consider before deciding influencer marketing is right for your brand and if the influencers you have lined up are right for your brand also with platforms like youtube and instagram making it compulsory for creators to, to signify if there will be a sponsored product in their content many consumers may begin to wonder if creators are even honest with their reviews and promotions or if they're just there to make money so it starts to break the premise of trust on some accounts especially if the influencer is known to jump from one competitor brand to the other so frequently 
that their review and their opinion no longer has so much weight. This may affect the level of trust to the extent that you might get the number of eyeballs, awareness, but there may not be enough trust for you to get adoption and convert people, which is the main result or the main desired result of influence. Although we can argue that the primary goal of influencer marketing for a lot of people or a lot of brands is to increase the visibility of a product or service. Really, why are we increasing visibility? Ultimately, especially for online brands, it's really to draw in customers, to convert people and to make them advocate in the long term, which can only continue to happen if the audience of an influencer continue to trust them and trust their reviews. To combat this, brands must be intentional about creating high quality products that do exactly what they claim to do. This way, when the fans, followers of an influencer actually get to try this product, they are happy enough to, in their own right, become like advocates of the product. Trust is maintained and the brand does not suffer a bad reputation. I believe that social media influencing, ambassadorship and celebrity type endorsement or all types of influencing kind of marketing is here to stay. It's going to be here for as long as humans interact, for as long as you respect the opinion of your colleague about a tool, you respect the opinion of your sister or your family member about something they bought for their household, or you respect the opinion of someone online who you consider very knowledgeable about a subject or about a niche to make your decision about making purchase in that subject area or in that niche. That is for as long as humans and a social being, different forms of ambassadorship, influencer type marketing, endorsement, marketing is going to exist, which is a good thing. This form of marketing has given small and medium business owners a fighting chance for customers, almost like leveling the playground, enabling them to hit their marketing goals with a minimum budget, making an impact with less. Remember that you don't always have to go for the big guns. Actually, if you're a small brand, going for the big guns might be shooting yourself in the foot because it might amount to a waste of money sometimes. So starting out with influencer marketing, my advice and what has worked for a lot of people is really to start with like niche type of marketing, like macro influencers level. You just need to partner with an influencer that has goals or values that align with your marketing goals and align with your brand values. You just listened to an episode from the Marketing Dive podcast brought to you by Shakira, where we discuss all things marketing and business strategy. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, kindly subscribe to Marketing Dive on all your favorite streaming channels. Talk soon.